Geeky Girl Gap Podcast. Hello and welcome to Geeky Girl Gap. I'm Candace, and with me today is my Star Wars partner, Bree. Hello. And we just got done watching Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3, the last of the prequels, and arguably the best of the prequels. Definitely the best. <laughs> Why do you think it is considered the best? One, I feel like obviously the prequels were leading up to this moment i think this was the moment we were most at least i was most excited for you know you finally get to see that transition even though they really started that transition even though it was a poor transition in attack of the clones you know i think we were really excited for the transition to see anakin become darth vader and plus the the acting is arguably way better in the in Revenge of the Sith, than yeah, the other you two. were really upset by Hayden Christensen's portrayal in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, but I don't even know if it was really him. You know, because there's so many different things that goes into it with directing and the writing. You know what I mean? There's just so many different things. But literally, in Attack of the Clones, and you know, people can argue with me until they're blue in the face, but. He stayed at one tone the entire time. It was anger. I wanted more complexity from Anakin. And you know what? We really got that a little bit more in Sith. You know, there was a lot of range uh, Anakin went through. There was the complexity of like, do I trust this person? Do I don't? And he seemed more relaxed instead of tense constantly. You know what I mean? Like, he, it, it just, it felt like a more of a growth Instead of just, like, that one solid, I'm mad at this guy because I know what's going to happen. I wanted there to be doubts and moments where you really like him and really feel for Padme and his relationship, you know, which we really didn't get in Attack of the Clones. Um, At least here, and I know you have the strongest feelings about Padme, and I do too. Um, Padme got done dirty. Oh, so dirty. But I will say this. Arguably, I believe their relationship a little bit more in this movie. So Clone Wars, the TV series, has finally ended. And honestly, ever since watching Clone Wars, even parts of it, it has made me love this movie so much more. Mm. Because it just fills in the blanks to why possibly Anakin would fall from grace why he would doubt the Jedi, and honestly, why the Jedi should have fallen. It's something that, like, people don't like to talk about, but, I mean, like, no youngling should have died, but the Jedi Order was pretty archaic, and it didn't go with the times. Well, I will say this, because this is one of, like, my first commentary notes that I wrote down. Like, is a dark side really that good at hiding their poor, like, intentions? Because, like, one look at Palpatine and I would have been like that guy is freaky and creepy and there's just something not good about him only like one point I think uh, Mace and Yoda like are like hmm I sense like a dark presence you know like oh and I, like I'm like what is going on with them I'm like I thought the Jedi were supposed to be like more in tune <laughs> than they are there's a lot of theories about how Palpatine was able to hide and how the Jedi just like did not notice him But my favorite is, like, it's complacency with the Jedi. They've been around for centuries, and they had... The first Sith they saw was Maul in Phantom Menace. Hundreds of years. 
So they just thought, we don't got a Sith problem because Sith aren't here. So they just like, oh, one and done. Yeah, I mean, they knew something was up. Even Dooku in Attack of the Clones says, there is a Sith in your Republic. He was offering Obi-Wan that information. And I guess they forgot? Well, how, but like, how could they forget? And obviously, I'm like, he's a creepiest, unless they're talking about Jar Jar Binks, who I think arguably is the ultimate Sith Lord. But, you know, that's for another time. Bree will never let go of this theory. I will never, ever let it go. So, Bree, can you do a reading of Yoda from Revenge of the Sith? Novelization by Matthew Stover. Do my best. I believe in you. Too old I was, Yoda said. Too rigid. Too arrogant. No, I can't do a good Yoda voice either. Too arrogant to see that the old way is not the only way. These Jedi, I trained to become the Jedi who had trained me long centuries ago. But those ancient Jedi of a different time they were changed as the galaxy. Changed the order did not. Because let it change, I did not. This sentiment that the Jedi order was archaic is brought up again in the sequel trilogy. And it's also something that's brought up in Star Wars Rebels, where we see, like, Ahsoka as a new kind of, not quite Jedi, but Force user. So, one of the great things about Clone Wars is we really do get to see the issues of the Jedi Order. And I don't think Bray's seen the episodes that I kept telling her to watch. I, I forgot that you said I don't have to watch the series out of order. Okay, well, you're going to find out anyway, because I t- already mentioned Ahsoka's and Rebels. One of the major things that happens to Anakin is Ahsoka is framed for murder. Like, I'm not going to go into too many details, Brie. But the Order just kind of, like, lets her take the fall. And by the end, she's disillusioned by the Order, and she leaves it. And I don't think Anakin ever forgives him for that. That is added strength to why he would be questioning them right away. Seriously, after watching the Clone Wars, after seeing the episodes that recently were released that happened during the time of Revenge of the Sith, his motivation is so clear. To the point where you're like, I agree with you, Anakin. Not to the point that I think that you should chop up some younglings, but to the point that, yeah, the Jedi be messed up. Well, I think there is that balance. I I feel like, again, Sith Anakin, because Attack the Clones was not my favorite. But Sith Anakin, I was was like, yeah, I want you to have your marriage. Yeah, I want you to have love. Because I don't think that should interfere with Jedi orders of falling from grace. You know what I mean? Like how that was so banned. And I do think, to your point, you know, there is some archaic mindset with the Jedi. And maybe there should have been this balance that Anakin should have created instead of falling completely to the dark side and um, falling for Palpatine's manipulative ways, even though I really feel like anyone could just see through that guy because he was creepy. It's kind of like when you get a little bit wet in the rain and you're just like, well, I'm already wet. I might as well get soaked. So I feel like at the point where he cut off, like, Mace Windu's 
arm. He's like, can't really go back from that. <laughs> That's true. He's just like, well, did this. But didn't he kill kids before that? No, no, he didn't. No. He did kill. He killed the children of the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, questionable guy, to be honest. Padme's like, yes, this will be the future father of my children. Yeah, I still question her about that moment also. Both of them just kind of questionable entirely. That's why they work so well together. Shitty parents, good kids. So another thing about the Clone Wars is it's kind of even more heartbreaking. It shows Ahsoka. Ahsoka finally contacts Anakin after being away from him after she left. And he kind of like, I think he believes that after all this war is over, Ahsoka's going to be back in his life again. And he's like thrilled because that's his little sister, you know? So it kind of adds this other heartbreak. He thinks, yes, I'm going to be with my wife. I'm going to have these babies. Well, one baby. That goes into another thing. And then my best friend is back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's creating promises in his mind. Yeah. He's just like, he probably has this ideal image of the future and obviously Padme is there obviously their child is there and he's not willing to let it go maybe you can explain this for me because mm-hmm. I had this question while watching Sith and I don't think we really talked about actually in our Attack of the Clone Wars podcast that we did because I remember did someone sense Anakin uh, for what he did in Attack of the Clones when he killed everyone no he didn't tell anyone other than no i know he didn't tell anyone but shouldn't like yoda have been able to sense some disturbance in the forest like we talked about this they can't even tell that the sith lord it's a freaking chancellor i know but like but they pick and choose when 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 people can sense disturbances though that's what i don't understand like how can they just pick and choose like oh you know what Mass murder, not going to sense that, but like this other Yoda time, did sure. Sense, Yoda did sense something. If you remember in Attack of the Clones, he like kind of like holds his heart, you know, or maybe something like that. He's like, what? Right. He felt something, but he didn't know what it was. Okay, because but I would say like, wouldn't there be some more eyes or like something like what? I just don't understand why they didn't take like more precaution to be like, hey. This is my thing again where I really hate to like blame Ovi one because I'm like he was doing the best he can as a guy who just lost his master and became a single dad suddenly to this little 10 year old who wants to go pod racing all the time. And I don't think he was ready for that responsibility. And I don't think he was strict enough with Anakin. And I think also... Oh, Brie. In Clone Wars, it shows their relationship deteriorating because Obi-Wan is on the council and he he does try to help Ahsoka, but it's not enough. So Anakin feels very betrayed by that. And then Obi-Wan also fakes his death, which... I'm sorry, what? (laughs) He fakes his death so he can pretend to be a bounty hunter to save the Chancellor. To save the Chancellor. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a whole thing planned by the Chancellor, too. 
to be like that's all he does is plan things like oh i'm gonna be a kidnapped this time around i would think after the fifth time the chancellor was kidnapped i'd be like why is this dude constantly what's happening yeah, he was kidnapped a couple times. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah he was held hostage. The whole thing in Sethi was kidnapped before, remember? Yeah. So, yeah, so their relationship is kind of, like, on edge. So, I mean, it doesn't portray that in the movie, but if you see Clone Wars that fill in the gaps, that's probably one of the reasons, like, Anakin doesn't feel like he can go to Obi-Wan about his baby mama situation. He tries to go to Yoda, and Yoda just shuts him down. I think we gotta blame Yoda. What? Gotta put some blame on Yoda. Yeah, I mean, he goes to Yoda, and he tells him that he's scared about someone dying. Yoda's like, whatever. Because, Candace, scared leads to the dark side. Okay, well, you know what? Sorry, Yoda. Baby Yoda's taken over in our hearts and minds. Baby Yoda would never do that. He would listen to Anakin and his feelings. This is true. I mean, I do have to say, prequel Yoda, kind of a dick. I think then when he lived in his little swamp, he realized his ways and was like, well. Yeah, swamp Yoda. Maybe I'll help this. He had a lot of stuff to deal with. A lot. I think he realized, like, "Mm, maybe I should help this Skywalker fella and listen to him. So, can we talk about Padme? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay. So, something that always bothered me, at least when I first saw it, was Padme's portrayal in this movie. But then I kind of had to remind myself that this whole movie takes place, like, in, like, two, three days tops. And this is a woman who's, like, at the end of her pregnancy. So, there's not really much she can be doing. Also, they didn't really allude to this in the movie but like people know anakin's the dad right but not like i'm she's pregnant who do they think got her knocked up well the thing is she wears a lot of like cloaks and robes she's hiding her pregnancy but at her funeral it's obvious that she's pregnant so i mean i think there's some assumptions but like nobody says anything out loud Bree, did you see any of the deleted scenes from this movie? I did. Um, why didn't they keep her speech in? So, yeah, the thing I really hate about, like, okay, so there's always deleted scenes to movies I love. And I'm always like, oh, this is so great. But at the same time, I usually can understand why they cut them because of time, pacing, etc. But I feel like this shows her having agency. This shows the mother of Luke and Leia helping start the rebellion with Leia's adopted father, Bail Ogana. And I feel like that just helps the lore and helps us like be like, okay, so Vader's helping the Empire. But on the other side, here's Padme being a badass, starting a rebellion right inside the Empire, really. I think you needed that. You needed that juxtaposition against her and Anakin. Yeah, and it shows, like, this woman who was very pro-the Republic, pro-democracy, also seeing that there's issues within that organization. And the second that it turns into a dictatorship, she's like, hell freaking no, we aren't going to let this happen. And I don't know, that's just who Padme is. And I think that was very important, and we missed that. Yeah, it's one of her best 
written dialogue as well. That just wasn't all about Anakin. And it was just poorly misused and then it got deleted. Yeah, and Natalie Portman really delivered it too. Can we talk about her death? Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, so when we first saw this movie, like, we were both, like, I think we were were both in high school. I remember this vividly because it was the first midnight showing I went to, I believe. And it was on a school night, so I felt like a real badass. We were the rebels. Yes, we were the rebels. Going to see Star Wars. Like nerds that we are. We were proud nerds even then. So I just remember being, like, flabbergasted by the fact that like she they're like she just lost the will to live and you know when you're a kid you don't really see the nuance in film when you're told something from a medical professional droid you take that person's word that droid's word right Bree? yep so i was ticked as a teenager i was like leia and luke's mother would not just like give up on life when she has two babies to take care of and a rebellion to start also, when she had her talk with the Obi-Wan, like, she couldn't believe that, like, Anakin killed younglings. I, <laughs> re-watching this, I was like, Padme, are you an idiot? <laughs> like, I, Do you remember like, what he did? Yeah. I was like, are you forgetting that small fact? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, you already knew. <laughs> you already knew. What? What? I literally wrote my notes, idiot girl. Oh, no. So I have a question, Brie. Do you think if Obi-Wan didn't show up on Mustafar with Padme, like secretly, you know, sneaking on her ship and then doing his dramatic reveal that she would have been okay and that Anakin might have turned back? Well, it depends on how they they wrote Padme because... Padme speaking in the Senate, starting a rebellion, I think could have maybe calmed down Anakin and maybe shown him the light. I don't know. Um, But honestly, I think Anakin pretty much sealed his fate after relying on Palpatine this whole time instead of trusting Obi-Wan. But now that you mention what happened, you know, in the series Clone Wars, I get why he wouldn't trust him. But, like, me going off basis of the prequels, like, in my head, I'm like, Anakin, there has to be give and take. He's had your back this entire time. He's fought by your side and he has helped you through things. Yeah, like, if Obi-Wan couldn't, who literally raised him. Yeah, he just kept turning back to Palpatine and not realizing what was happening because again i just feel like anakin didn't stop to think we know this he is brash in his actions you know um which isn't the best for a jedi we clearly get that the thing in the clone wars is his brashness his impulsiveness his creativity always seems to work out for him in the tv series during the war So it makes sense for him to be like, well, I'm going to keep acting like this because I've only had successes, really. Yeah, makes sense. But I will have to say, if that happened and it was a Padme scene, an Anakin scene instead of that reveal, oh, that was some of the best acting done 
by Hayden Christensen in that moment between Obi-Wan and Anakin. I live for that scene. I live for it. Anakin force chokes Padme. And yeah, he thinks he's killed her. Or at least that's what Palpatine tells her at the end. And her death in the novelization, it says... Brie, can you do another reading from the Revenge of the Sith novelization? Definitely can. All organic damage has been repaired. The droid checked another readout. This systematic failure cannot be explained. Not physically, Obi-Wan thought. He squeezed her hand as though he could keep life within her body by simple pressure. Padme, you have to hold on. <laughs> Very dramatic. I like it. So, rewatching the scene... Uh, a couple more times and learning more about like film and editing. You kind of understand like why those two scenes of the birth, her birth and death are cut with the birth of Dark Vader. At first I just thought, oh, cool. Okay. Two birth scenes, you know, whatever. But the fact that she's like in pain more than just like labor while he is being rebuilt because literally he is close to death. He was literally on fire. He was in bad shape. (laughs) He was missing all his limbs. He was burnt to a crisp. It honestly reminded me of like the Monty Monty Python scene where it's like, oh, this is just a flesh wound. (laughs) It was a little bit more than a flesh wound. So and obviously Papeltine wouldn't want Padme to live since she was pretty much be the only one at the time that like could possibly turn Vader back or turn him against Papeltine. So the theory is, and I kind of found a confirmation of it, is Palpatine drained her life force and transferred into Anakin as he was being encased in the black armor. Which would make a lot more sense. So I've been reading the Dark Vader comics, which start right at that scene when Dark Vader takes his first steps and he asks where Padme is. And Palpatine says that Padme had given him a gift. So I think that could possibly mean he's... She's given him the little gift of life, like he was trying to say it without saying it. So, Brie, what do you think of the theory? Wait, so she willingly gave up her life for him? No, 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 definitely not. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think it makes more sense. I think Palpatine kind of planned that way. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the one who implanted those images of her dying in Anakin's head, right? Or was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? I don't know. I just always thought it was Palpatine. Well, we do know that Palpatine had Dooku pay off the Tuscan Raiders to go and kidnap his mom. Yeah. So that's why I, in my head, I've been, I guess, theorizing that Palpatine was making all his premonitions or whatever. Something that also always bugged me is, like, nobody knew she was having twins. No robot in the galaxy was like, oh, those are twins. She didn't go to a gyno at all? Like, even, like, paid one off, like, on an off-world and used a fake name to check on her children? Yeah, I don't like know. in the novelization, she's like, we have great medical here or something like that. Just like makes no sense that either Anakin kind of sense two life forms in his wife or Padme did not go to a doctor at all. Yeah, I get. Yeah. I mean, small things that you don't think about. Also, like, OK, so if your husband, who's a powerful Jedi, is saying that you might die in childbirth, you get yourself to a doctor just in case. Well, Candace, that would make too much sense, though. The thing is, like, with the ending of Revenge of the Sith is it's like everybody's got to get in their original trilogy starting places. Padme got to die. Yoda has to just give up and go to Dagobah. And then Obi-Wan has to be in Tatooine with Luke. And then you pass up baby Leia to 
They're Ghanas, and we're good. So, Brie, I really think you do need to watch The Clone Wars because I think you would enjoy this movie so much more, even though you so. already enjoy it. Actually, speaking of Clone Wars, the TV series, uh, I wrote down a question for you. Oh, go because for it. This was always brought up about, like, you know, Palpatine manipulating Anakin, like, oh, you definitely want to become a master. And then he's like, why am I not a master? And then got me thinking, because you're like, Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, even though I still think that makes zero sense. George Lucas, I'm looking at you. Um, If he becomes, like, isn't it Master padawan like what do they call anakin like does she not call him master because then he's not a master she's and why would he have her master. master status like obi-wan was a knight when became a knight at the end of phantom menace and anakin was his padawan and then he called him master so he's considered a master to his padawan but he's not a master jedi okay that's fine that makes a little more sense all right any other questions oh yeah i have tons <laughs> oh, can I just say, it's a random thing, and it's not even a question, but one of my favorite moments were so random. I don't even know if you know this, but um, in the ship when they're rescuing um, Senator Palpatine. Chancellor and- <laughs> to you. Huh? Chancellor. He's the chancellor. Yes, I'm sorry. The chancellor. Um. The Chancellor Palpatine uh, and Count Dooku's there and this little droid walks by and he's so freaking sassy. He was just like, excuse me. And then like when he handed Count Dooku something, he's like, you're welcome. <laughs> like, it was, I, I was like, sassy who droid. is this little sassy droid? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Oh, we didn't even talk about General Grievous. But she was kind of like there to sell toys, maybe. But he has a more fleshed out arc in Clone Wars, obviously. Oh, does he? It's really funny in Clone Wars. You know how Anakin's like, oh, we finally met. Right? Oh, yeah. So so in the series, they just keep having to make sure that everybody but Anakin, like, meets and fights General Grievous. <laughs> like, literally, like, Anakin's on the same ship. Ahsoka fights him. And, like, they do not get... Like, they cannot be in the same room together, Anakin and Grievous. That's hilarious. I'm glad they kept that canon, though. Yeah, they've been really good about keeping things canon. Like, the whole thing was like, oh, how can Anakin have a Padawan? She's never mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. Well, the fact that she left after being, like, nearly executed is kind of something that you wouldn't talk about often, right? Yeah. The whole crew of Clone Wars did a really great job integrating everything and making it make sense. That's great. Order 66. Yes. We didn't even get to talk about that, and I would love to. Okay, so in the series, we find out that all the clones have chips in their heads. So when they hear that word, it's like a trigger phrase. And apparently, Palpatine planned a few different orders about who to kill. So Order 66 is like, call, uh, is like kill all the Jedi. I really hated that the one girl Jedi that they chose to show didn't even get a single line but all the male jedi who they showed who were killed got a line alva secura yeah she she has a bigger role in clone wars she was actually just like a cameo she was a crew member of lucasfilm and they kind of just like put her in there well that's like kind of badass though yeah it's pretty cool and then like they build the whole character in clone wars like she has like no lines she does have a name 
But they do have a backstory for her, and it gets explored a little bit more, and she has some moments with Ahsoka, which are really important. That's really baller. I like that a lot. I mean, and also, I'm really glad Mace Windu got a solo fight. Like, finally. (laughs) Even though he kind of went out. Yeah. I think I think Mace Mace could have taken him if Anakin. I he did really. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. It was lightning, wasn't? Which is weird. When did we get lightning in the Sith? In freaking Return of the Jedi. Free, sit down. Sith lightning, Sith lightning. It's all over. Freaking Re- Return of the Jedi. Do I not remember that? Maybe it, maybe it's good How that we're you... rewatching these. <laughs> okay. I need a. We're ending it there because you just shamed me, and also my battery is at eight percent. Oh, true. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. So, what do you think of Revenge of the Sith? Wait, oh. tell them how to tell us. Oh, please tell us your thoughts at Geeky Girl Gab. That is our website, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff. You can tell us. Please come find us. We will talk to you. Come find us. That sounds like not a good (laughs) come find us online please not at our homes yeah no i mean like we're in quarantine anyway so like please no so you're telling them where we are (laughs) brie i'm joking anyway so i'm candace i'm brie stay geeky and may the force be with you